Welcome to the Temple Forum, a podcast from First United Methodist Church in the heart of Chicago. Here we welcome a diversity of voices and conversation about how we live in the world as people of faith. Hi, everybody. My name is Sam, and I will be hosting this month's episode of Temple Forum. And today's podcast features Sojiro Song, who is currently serving as worship director at Han UMC in New York. Welcome, Sugiro. And just an aside, she and I were introduced by Pastor Sophia, so I'm personally really excited for this episode. And we'll start by having you introduce yourself. Hi. Hi, Sam. Hi, everyone. Hi, Reverend Sophia. So yeah, my name is Sugiro. Um, my pronouns are she and they. And yeah, I'm, I'm zooming into this podcast from southeastern part of Virginia but yeah like like what Sam said I'm I'm working for a uh, for Han UMC which is a church that is technically based in New York City although we're meeting on Zoom Um, and let's see and yeah I am I graduated from Union Theological Seminary back in 2021 with a degree in uh, biblical studies and um, before that, I was living in a small mountain town in North Carolina, pouring teas for people, and and yeah, and now I find myself um, on this journey towards ordination within the United Methodist Church denomination. You talk a little bit about how you came into ministry and came onto this path of pursuing ordination. So, so I, people, yeah, so I, I went into seminary with, um, and I told people like at the seminary, and then when I started attending my church, Han, I told people like, okay, you all see that I'm in seminary, but please not expect anything from me. Like I am here strictly for academic reasons. I am not here for ministry. I'm not here for church. My plan for graduation or post-graduation is that I work somewhere that is not <laughs> not the church. Um, I was very, very adamant about that. Um, but then sometime in my, I, I want to say like the last second ha- uh, second year of my of my seminary career, and then definitely in my last year of seminary, um, I yeah, I started to wonder like, oh, but what if I did come to seminary, like to, to work in ministry? Um, Maybe it wouldn't be that it, yeah, like maybe ministry can't be that bad. Um, But yeah, I started off being very adamantly against the idea of working for a church, but somehow, yeah, so, but now I'm, I'm finding myself on the ordination path and, uh, and the reason I found myself in this ministry position is because I had already been attending Han for a while, but uh, last year we were without a full-time pastor, and that's when the congregation kind of looked around, but then were definitely at me, and were kind of saying like, hmm, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder who could... Uh, 
step in and step up a little bit more. And by that time, I was like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I had already been, um, by that point, I was already thinking, like, maybe I'm, maybe my heart is ready for this path. <laughs> That's an incredible story. And it sounds like Han has played a pretty big role in your decision, which is awesome. And could you tell us just a little bit more about Han and its mission? So Han, um, I wasn't there at the very, very beginning of um, of when Han was first uh, conceived and produced into this beautiful community that um, that we have today. But uh, yeah, like I was, I was told that there was this larger Korean American church in New York City, a, a Methodist church, and many of the members who had helped to co-found Han together. They they had been longtime members for this for this church that they had been attending, um, but over over time um, they've sort of yeah I guess like theologically they, they started to feel uncomfortable especially as like one of the um, co-founder co-founding couples uh, their child came out as queer. And so that was when they realized that they really needed to step back from from a church that was teaching their children that um, queer people go to hell or, you know, just like that sort of um, theology. They wanted to take a step back from it and also look for they, they wanted to look for a Korean American church that was queer affirming and also progressive and politics and theology and um, uh, like a church that is very concerned with uh, works of social justice. And so they they set out to look for a queer affirming Korean American church, could not find one. So then I they told me that they expanded their search out to like beyond New York because at first they were searching within New York City, then like the county and then the state and then the question became like is there is there a Korean a progressive Korean American church like in the country in the United States could not find one in the United States so then they like started to wonder like globally is there one um and I believe there is actually one in Korea um but yeah so so they decided let's let's start one so they created Han and uh our motto, our church motto is to queer the status quo. Um, that's our main motto. That's really awesome. And can you talk a little bit about the context behind the name Han? Yeah, so Han is Han is a Korean word that is has a complex meaning. It 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 speaks of the personal and collective suffering rancor um grudge uh just yeah just like uh generational trauma generational suffering um and yeah like I said it can be both personal and it can also be collective so that's that's the meaning of Han and Korean people they they have I think I think we have like a complicated relationship to the Han that we that we carry because um in a lot of ways, I think we wanna we wanna be freed from that Han. We wanna find a way to release that in a healthy way. Um, but at the same time, I think we carry it with uh, with 
in some ways pride because it also speaks to how our ancestors carrying whatever weight they had to carry they still managed to find a way to to survive and so there's yeah there's a mix of both pride I think for the Han that we carry but also yeah I think it's a um, maybe put simply a love love hate relationship with our Han. <laughs> For sure. And the concept of Han is, as you said, so complex, but also so beautiful. And I think you did a really excellent job explaining it. And ranker is such a great word. That's a great word. <laughs> um, just diving in a little more to the topic and idea of Han. How would you interpret Han within the context of your own faith in Christianity? Yeah, so that's a really great question. Um, I so also like as a as a student of the Bible, um, as somebody who graduated with a master's of divinity and biblical studies, something that I found interesting about the Bible, like in my studies, was just how it was how how the Bible, it's a collection of stories of people's sufferings, both individual and collective. And um, there was one year in seminary when I attended, attended a synagogue. Um, I had previously worked for a Jewish Chabad for, for a couple of years before, but I had never really attended a service um, until, until I went to seminary. And so um, at at this synagogue service, it was on Zoom. The rabbi had people stand in in wherever we were, and um, and we read out the names from the from the Hebrew Bible, um, the the names of Rachel, Rebecca, Sarah, um, and and it felt so different. Um, to to say those names in that space, because what I was realizing in that space with other with Jewish people was that, um, yeah, they were calling on the names of their ancestors. So it's like calling on their names. It felt it it almost felt like I could almost like feel, see, sense like the the roots, um, the deep deep roots to those names. Um, just like for all like uh, behind all of those like individual zoom squares and so that made me reflect also on Korean history my ancestral history my family's history and then also like my personal uh, my short personal history um and I thought like yeah all if if they were written down if somebody had uh written all of our stories down they those stories would be like would be my Bible too. Um, and so it, it, like in, 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 in that, in that Han of my ancestors, um, there's God also at play in those stories. So yeah, I don't know if I, I don't remember if I answered your question correctly, but yeah, <laughs> that's how I see it. That was a really beautiful example and also a perfect segue into my next question. I noticed on the Han UMC website an emphasis on the importance of diversity of all kinds, including diversity of thought and opinions and beliefs. And I was just wondering 
in this age of really deepening polarization and also strong opinions that seem to be very firmly held, why is it important now more than ever that we meet in the middle? So, yeah, I would say that at least I, I can't speak for like all of Han, but at least for me, um, when I entered into Han, it was it was the opposite of diversity that I was running towards. Um, because I, I, I guess like in, in some of the diverse spaces that I've encountered, many of the diverse spaces are still very white centered in the idea of like what, what diversity looks like. Um, I, I think that sort of concept sort of treats marginalized people um, just more as like an aesthetic, uh, yeah, just this aesthetic prop. prop. Um, or like a an addition to a salad, maybe is how how I think diversity gets approached a lot. So for me, um, when I was in my journey of looking for churches, um, I I did first look uh, towards like more diverse churches, but I still found that uh, when like at least like with uh, discussions on race, it was still very black and white. Um, it was, uh, yeah, still very much centered around whiteness and still uh, looking at racism from, from whiteness. And so I decided to go to Han because, because it was a, it's a Korean American church. So predominantly, like not everyone is Korean, um, not everyone is Asian there, but uh, still a predominantly Korean American space and a space that also welcomes um, queer, queer people. And so, yeah, like, I guess like when I started going, it was a way to maybe even like shield myself from those concepts of diversity and just also, to place myself in a space where I feel, where I feel like I'm not standing out too harshly, or where I'm not um, disappearing uh, in just into the crowd, uh, where my issues aren't being invisibilized. So yeah, so um, maybe at first, like the, uh, it was more about finding allies and fellow queer people, um, and people who are uh, also very open and willing to discuss uh, the Bible and also Christian theologies more critically, lovingly, but also critically. Um, so yeah, I would say it was, for me, it was the opposite of diversity. Uh, <laughs> but I realized as I'm going in this ordination path that, yeah, um, from the outside, it does look like our church is uh, trying to meet in the middle um, because because we are seen as an open and affirming church um, but I guess like with I think what's special about Han is that we kind of moved away from thinking our of our church as open and affirming or even queer affirming but rather queer celebrating so now we're trying to uplift um, uplift marginalized voices and for those who are who are feeling ready and who are, are who are wanting to um, hear those voices on the podium? Um, then, yeah, then I think Han is a is a space to do so, or is like one of the spaces to do so. 
um, but yeah, but just also do, uh, throughout our discussions um, about what's happening, uh, not only just like in, in like church communities and in the country, but also in Korea and um, just other places where Korean diaspora, um, people of the Korean diaspora live, uh, there's, there is, yeah, there's, there's an emergency happening in which um, because of just queer phobia in our culture and also queer phobia in our church theologies, just so many, so many queer youths are being, I, I don't know what the statistics are like, but we do know that that is happening, that, um, that queer youths are being spurned from their homes or um, there's a high, high rate of suicide within queer people. And so um, as a church, we're, we're taking this very seriously. We're, we're taking this, we're treating this as an emergency as well. And so we feel that it's really important that, um, that people take their queer, affirming queer, celebrating theologies and taking it to other churches too, or to other, to other church spaces um, so that we can stop uh, just a lot of uh, the tragedies that are happening with queer youth. So sorry, I kind of went all all around, I think, with my answer, but <laughs> no, that was perfect. And diving a little bit more into this topic of queer theology, you mentioned that Han's mission statement or part of their mission statement is to queer the status quo. And I was just curious, what role do you see the church and even more specifically Han playing in this charge? Yeah, um, so with Han, um, like a, I was told that I, I wasn't there for the conference, but a few years ago, back in 2018, when they had um, the United Methodist Church Conference out in Missouri, out in St. Louis, I believe, uh, uh, Han went with signs saying, uh, and, and these signs read something like, queer uh, Korean American church. Um, affirms LGBTQ people or something like that. And so, uh, and I was told that uh, that our members who went received some dirty looks from other people at the conference. And so that was when they realized that this sort of representation was needed because uh, at the conference there were, I think there, there, um, again, I wasn't there, but I was told that there were other uh, Korean um, Korean lay leaders and Korean pastors. And so though many of them were pushing against um, against the acceptance of like queer uh, of queerness and queer theology into the UMC space. but um, but yeah, but Han came together to, to be a rep a, a different sort of a representation because uh because yeah I think uh, we we need to see different representations of church but also of Korean Christians too to see that there are Korean Christians who are um, queer celebrating but also and are queer too and we also love God we love Jesus and we also really want a place where we can worship 
together without having to, um, yeah, without having to defend ourselves. For sure. And I think this brings up kind of a hot topic, for lack of a better phrase, going around in the UMC currently, which is the idea of queer theology, queerness, and the church. And I was just wondering, to those questioning queer theology, what would you say? So I would say to those, I mean, I, yeah, like I get it because I also came from that sort of super, um, yeah, very conservative church spaces, church communities, um, and also internalize those beliefs for myself too. So I would say maybe if, you know, if queer theology is not your thing, I would say go into, uh, go into biblical studies, just going into Bible studies for me was just surprisingly liberating. Um, I thought, I thought Bible studies would be boring. I thought I would have to, I thought by, uh, yeah, I thought Bible courses just meant that I would have to be able to somehow like memorize genealogies and also be able to like place, uh, you know, no, no, like know what verse exactly what verse or know like the, the geographical location of where a biblical character walked or, you know, or, you know, the specific dates. I thought that was what Bible studies was, but um, yeah, biblical studies, it's, definitely revealed layers of layers of not just stories but also um, different theologies over time and how those different theologies um, in writing they're interacting with one another over time and um, and so if yeah if queer theology is not your thing just like even going into biblical studies will reveal that um our concept of sexuality it's 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 not a stagnant thing it's something that's definitely evolved over time concept of marriage is something that's also evolved over time space culture um and so i think out of that queer theology can just naturally happen out of biblical studies Absolutely. And that kind of feels like a full circle moment tying back to Han's mission statement and ideals and values about really celebrating different perspectives and opinions. So thank you for that. (laughs) I know that justice is a central tenet of the United Methodist Church and both Han and the Chicago Temple really work to promote justice in many different ways. And seeking justice, while incredibly important, can be really thankless and exhausting. So from one seeker of justice to another, what are ways that you've encouraged yourself or others to continue to fight the good fight? Yeah, so I I think naturally I can be a very pessimistic person I can be a gloom and doom sort of a person like I don't need a a you know fire and hellstone like yeah what is it fire and brimstone sermon um 
I, I don't need a preacher to tell me that. Like I, I, I am one. I, I have one uh, living in my head, like constantly all the time. And so I have to remind myself um, that as, as, as like emo, as I want to get into uh, just like feeling despair, I like, it's, it's not healthy. Like that, that doesn't, that doesn't get the work done. Um, it's, it's hope. And also again, like bringing it back to the Bible again, just like with biblical stories, again, these biblical stories have provided so much hope to um, diff- uh, a collective of people throughout time experiencing different sorts of just personal and also like wide political traumas, um, traumas with war, uh, with exile, etc. And so, and yet um, the, those stories helped people, help the people to keep going. Uh, they, they found hope and light in those stories. And so I have to remind myself that I have to find hope and light in my own story. I have to also, uh, I have to, I have to see Christ uh, in, in my midst as I have to see God, I have to see the divine in my midst, in all of our midst. And, um, and also to do that, uh, rest is <laughs> kind of key. The, the Sabbath, like keeping the Sabbath, uh, taking time to be by myself or taking time to commune with others, to remember what we're fighting for, uh, taking time even with um, my pet friends just remembering that like I have to fight for climate justice so that my cat can breathe better 15 years from now. <laughs> um, yeah, I I have to just like remember the things that bring me joy and yeah, and I encourage others to do the same too so that we remember what we're fighting for because like you said, it is it is thankless, it is tiring. <laughs> Absolutely. And those are really important meditations and reminders. And I feel uplifted. So thank you so much for that. And our last question for today is, is there anything else that would be helpful for our listeners to know? I guess like what reader or not readers, but what um, listeners can know is that God's God themselves is quite a queer being. Um, like I, I know it's like such a, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's such a nerdy teachery. <laughs> I don't know, like a Christiany thing to say, but it's just like read the Bible. Like the queerness is in there. Um, the queerness of the divine is in there, and um, yeah, that would be my message. <laughs> That's a great way to end this. And we just want to thank you so much for being willing to come onto our podcast and share your wonderful ideas and parts of your stories with us and our listeners. We've learned so much from you today, and it's really been our pleasure to host you on this episode of the Temple Forum. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is Sam. You've been listening to the Temple Forum from First United Methodist Church in Chicago. You can find more conversations like this online at chicagotemple.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Please join us again soon.